Hello and welcome to For the Love of Truth. This is episode 285, Getting a Passport Without Getting a Birth Certificate. Last year, I became aware of a woman who'd had a newborn and decided to not register the birth, as they call it, which then facilitates the creation of the registered person, the legal fiction identity that the system will spend all of its time trying to convince you that you are it. In other words, to get you to identify as that person. That's why they say, what is your name? What is your date of birth? Because then you are acting in that capacity and that then subjugates your rights and makes other rules and regulations apply, the ones that apply to the person that isn't you. She chose to not go that route. The other thing she wanted to do was to travel, which means for ease, for convenience, to have a passport. So she set about educating herself. Now, she knows the difference between her as a woman and the person, and she knows how to interact with the system. But in order to do this, she had to learn a lot more stuff, and she set about doing that. Now, I was really fortunate to be able to have some discussions with her, and recently I was asking her some questions about the process, about why she did it, and asked her if she'd be willing to help me create some content from that. She asked to remain anonymous, but she did answer the questions. So what I'm going to do in a few minutes is read you about 18 minutes worth of narration that will take you from the start of the decision, the mindset she had, the information and the resources she used, and then the documents and paperwork that she created and the interaction she had in order that eight months later on, she was able then to be the holder of the passport for her daughter because the little one's too small to hold it right now because you don't own the passport just like you don't own the birth certificate if you go that route. They are crown copyright. They are their creations. They own them because they own the person. You don't own the person. But that is a whole other subject. Actually, if you're interested in the whole birth certificate fraud and the machinations and the mechanics of the creation of that person and why it's erroneous... I have put some content on fortheloveoftruth.co.uk on the resources page. And if you get on there and scroll down, there's a lot of other good stuff. But if you scroll down on that page to get to the birth certificate fraud, there's about 10 hours of audio interviews across four podcasts. They're not mine that have some fascinating information. And you can dive into that if you are inclined to do so. So getting back to this now, one of the most important things that I want to share with you is this is not a step-for-step, do this, do this, do this. Whilst it will give you an idea of the process she went through, and I've got no doubt that you could go through a similar process, it's very important that you get it, that it's not an in here and just follow instructions, it's in here. It's who you know yourself to be, who you remember you put yourself back together as. When you do that navigating this whole thing, standing your ground, creating your own documents, all of the things that you have to do if you want to follow the process she followed, become very, very natural and much more comfortable because you are simply expressing you. In a recent discussion I had with allegedly Dave, he was giving an example of walking into a store to get a refund on something without a receipt and the bod behind the desk says, no, you can't do that. You need a receipt. And most people would walk away at that point, all kind of crestfallen, and that's not going to work. But if you stand tall, if you stand your ground, you don't have to make an enemy. And I'd encourage you to never do that. You're, you know, you're speaking to another man or a woman there, and 99% of them don't know any of this stuff. They're just trying to do their job. They believe they're doing the right thing, right? So you can educate them and make a friend. I heard Kurt Callenbach doing a, a discussion recently, and the guy he was speaking to, Cedric, I think it was, 
picked up on that. So you can do that. So there are ways to work through this. And here's the thing. When you know who you are, when you do your research, when you gather the information and you make sense of it, when you learn how to create your own documents, you learn how to stand your ground because you are standing in truth and nothing can go against the truth and fiction yields to truth. When you do that, what was seemingly before all of a sudden becomes possible. And it's not just about this with the getting the passport. This applies to all sorts of interactions you'll have throughout your life. So if you're interested in that, I'd encourage you to look more into that. Now, I'm going to be going through a whole load of stuff here. As I said, she wants to reign anonymous. She agreed to answer the questions, which really exploded the whole story and laid it all out. She also very kindly provided me copies of documents with private information redacted for obvious reasons. I'm not going to display those here. What I have done is created a web page. There's a link in the description of this podcast. If you'll follow that link, you will see these questions and answers typed out. You will also see copies of the documents and some of the interactions she had with the passport office in order that you can become more familiar and uh, more aware of the process that she went through. I hope you find this content useful and I will see you in the next episode. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. And now we're going to go through the questions and answers. So question one, why did you decide to not register the birth? The last few years through the, in quotes, pandemic, it has inspired me to look into other areas of interest I may not yet be aware of, particularly the legal system and the difference between what is lawful and legal understanding our God-given rights, and how to stand in your power lawfully. Through my research, I discovered a great interview between Bibi Bacchus and Sasha Stone, which does a great job of summarizing the straw man and the birth certificate fraud. And there's a link there. I have since read various different books on this topic and followed and consumed the content from Bibi Bacchus, Sasha Stone, Tom Barnett, Mark from Solutions Empowerment, Peter Stone from The Sovereign Project, Peter from Claim Your Strawman, Michael Obernesia, Alex from Galactic Emissary, Robert Odeck, and many, many more. I joined their Facebook pages, their Telegram groups, followed their YouTube content, and joined their membership sites in my quest for knowledge. It is my inner standing that the fraud starts when we are tricked into registering our son's stroke daughter's birth And if we want to break away from an already dismantling system and find a new way, a different way, a lawful way, then it made sense to me to stop doing things that no longer make sense. And with the knowledge and information I had acquired, I felt confident that this was not only the right thing to do, but a necessary step to start taking. Why did you choose to keep your decision a secret? I made the choice to only tell those around me that could offer support and guidance with my decision to not register the birth. This excluded my family and the majority of my friends, meaning I had two special friends that I kept in the loop through the entire process and a handful of associates I could reach out to with an inner standing of the law and legal system. I wanted the thoughts, opinion and support from people that would believe in me and would not offer fear. My two special friends only ever encouraged me and never offered any doubt. Keeping it secret from most made it possible to have the right space and energy to navigate this process. 
Why did you think it was possible to obtain documents, stroke passport, stroke services, etc., that we're told you'll need a birth certificate in order to get them? I had come to the belief that this is just an outright lie. Once you research and find the knowledge for yourself, you cannot be convinced by others that do not know. The amount of people that I've heard say, you can't get a passport without a birth certificate, you won't be able to get a doctor, a dentist, or be part of society, you won't even be able to get a job. Can't you? Who said? Have you tried? These are pre-programmed conditioned responses said almost on autopilot by people that have never even looked into an alternative way of doing things. How can someone have such a strong opinion on what you can't do or achieve that has never even tried? And this is by no means a judgment. I had the exact same program responses until I started to research things and find the true knowledge myself. The majority of things people say you won't be able to get without a birth certificate do you even still want? Why rely on doctors and dentists when you can take responsibility for your own health and the care of it? Why keep perpetuating the get a job and give half your money away in taxes model when you can learn to live and earn lawfully in the private? Why send your son or daughter to school to be institutionalized by the same system you want to break away from? For the record, should you need a doctor, dentist or hospital treatment, private or NHS, you can have and use all services without a birth certificate. My little one has a private doctor. They asked for a birth certificate to register the details at the surgery, and I provided an affidavit of birth, which was accepted without a single question or bat of an eyelid. This was a surprise to me. I was at least expecting a few questions, but nothing. We've also, unfortunately, had to use A&D services too, and this was without issue. Prior to applying for a passport, over the past few years, I've had practice not contracting with certain services. I've seen with my own eyes the empty threats they make in their letters trying to get you to contract, and when you know the right words to say back, it's like magic. They just go away. This gave me even more confidence that things are not as they seem, and we really do have the power. I received three reminders to register the birth from the General Register Office, each one with a line at the bottom that read, It is a legal requirement for all births in England, Wales and Northern Ireland to be registered within 42 days of the child being born. Failure to do so may result in a fine and or prosecution. Note the words legal requirements, not lawful and may result in prosecution, not that it will. They make reference to the Birth and Death Registration Act throughout too. However, an act is not a law either. I can confirm that the threat of a fine and or prosecution was an empty threat that was not followed through. After the three letters, I did not receive any more. What process did you go through to get a passport for your unregistered baby? All of my resources directed me to a video and a blog post by Michael O'Bernicea. It really surprised me that considering the fraud starts with the birth certificate and with so much information out there on why you shouldn't register a birth, that there is not the same amount of information available about how to navigate things without a birth certificate. Very few people seem to know how to go about applying for a passport without one, 
And I'll be honest, the lack of information and being directed back to only one source did make me suspicious, but I figured out there is no harm in trying. It is the reason I'm sharing the process I took if it helps others that are wanting to achieve the same. My starting place was this video by Michael Obernesia, and there's a link, and this blog post from 2013, and another link. Something I learned from you, Adrian, is that when it comes to writing notices, etc., there is no set template and no right way. Therefore, I consume the content from lots of different experts in this field, but use my own voice and way to execute the knowledge I had learned. I'm just going to interject something here. That is absolutely critical because you are speaking then through and from your heart. There was a lot of conflicting knowledge too, so it's important you do what resonates with you. I used a fair bit from the blog post mentioned above. Step 1. As you will see from the above blog post from Michael Obernesia, he shares the notices he wrote when the General Register Office first got in contact to register the birth. I did not do this step. I ignored all communication from them without reply, as I had not come across this information at that time. There are some that say that by not replying, it can be taken that you agree and consent to the information presented. Should I had any backlash from this, I would have asked them to first provide proof the letters were sent and delivered, and would need proof of delivery with signature that they were received. Step 2. Note the process will be slightly different if you have an assisted stroke unassisted home birth. We wanted a home birth, however we ended up delivering in a hospital. I requested, upon discharge from the hospital, my full medical file, my baby's full medical file, and my baby's birth notification form. This is the form they complete and send to the General Register Office, in brackets GRO, who then contact you and try to get you to contract and register the birth. I believe it used to be referred to as the live birth record. Most hospitals now do everything electronically. Our birth notification form was recorded on an iPad and sent across electronically to the GRO. I requested full and complete records. To do this, I contacted the maternity unit we were in and asked how I obtained me and my baby's full records, including the birth notification form. They referred me to their Access to Health Records team and their email address. I believe each hospital have their own FOI, which is Freedom of Information, and Access to Health Records department. They replied and sent me a form to complete and quoted me a month turnaround time. One month later, I had received all mine and my baby's documents and the birth notification form. These documents provide proof of me being the mother and proof of my baby's birth, which includes time, date, location, and witnessed by a midwife and doctor. Step 3. I created an affidavit of birth. I'm not entirely sure if this step was necessary for a successful application, however I decided to take this route. It wasn't what Michael Obernesia did, however, what he did was back in 2013 and times have changed. He chose to get a doctor's letter to confirm their birth, which involved various conversations with their GP and various visits from a health visitor. I didn't want this. I had read that you can create your own birth certificate by way of an affidavit of birth. I got the information from this website here, which is sovereignproject.live, and I'll put a link to that. You can create a free account to access the resources and templates. I attach the information I follow titled Affidavit and Deed Explained and Different Types of Affidavit, 
and include a template of the affidavit I created too. I reached out in many lawful groups wanting to know how you get an affidavit of birth notarized. It surprised me very few knew what an affidavit of birth is and received replies such as, good luck finding someone to notarize it. I do like a challenge. I did a simple Google search and found a notary public in my area. I contacted him and said nothing other than I need an affidavit of birth notarized. He told me the cost, how it works, and asked what I needed it for, which I replied simply for a passport application. I booked an appointment, paid £150, and drove to his office with my affidavit. He looked over it, signed it, stamped it, and didn't say anything other than, in all my years I've never done an affidavit of birth before. I kind of smiled sheepishly, wanting to make a quick exit in case other questions were asked. Step 4. Once I had all mine and my baby's records and a signed and notarized affidavit, I started the process of applying for a passport. I submitted an application and had my baby's passport photo countersigned. I got an email asking to send in my documents. I sent in probably way too many documents. However, I was trying to save time by going back and forth with them. A copy of the notice I sent with a list of documents I sent is attached. After sending this notice, I then got three reminders to send in a birth certificate. I replied to each one, enclosing a copy of my original notice already sent. All correspondence was sent via recorded delivery, with a proof of delivery obtained. I never got a reply to any of the notices sent and instead received an email that as they hadn't heard back from me that my application had been withdrawn. They make you smile. I sent a notice and a copy of all notices previously sent along with their tracking numbers and proof of delivery to every department I could find including their complaints department. I sent this via registered mail and via email. I got a reply from a department that was now dealing with my application. He said in his first reply back to me the usual, it is a legal requirement for a birth to be registered and that they would need a birth certificate. He asked me if there was a reason I have chosen not to register the birth. A copy of his letter and my replies are attached. After a lot of back and forth, they then asked for confirmation from the general register office that the birth had not been registered. So I contacted them and asked for a no trace letter that confirms the birth was not registered. Two weeks later, and I had not had a reply, so I called them. They claimed they'd never received my first email, but have my second one, and it will be assigned to someone to process it. Someone replied and referred me to a no-trace letter for marriage, which was not what I requested. I resubmitted a request and again sent this and the trail to several different departments. Nothing. So I called again and by chance spoke to the same helpful man I spoke to several weeks prior. I recorded this call. He confirmed my request had been mishandled and due to the time I had waited that he would escalate it to his manager to get the no-trace letter confirming a birth has not been registered. I got the letter via email several hours later that day. A copy of this letter is attached. I sent this across to the passport office. They never replied back to me directly. Instead, I got an automated email that said my passport has been approved. About a week later, it came in the post. We travelled straight away without issue. In total, from start to finish, it took almost eight months. A lot of back and forth and a lot of patience. It is possible to obtain a passport without a birth certificate. In my mind, I firmly believe no one can make you do anything, 
nor can they deny you access to services or the freedom to travel. And so I said daily, I'm getting this passport. There will be a way. After the initial research I did, and the very few people I came across that said they had also achieved the same, I was confident to keep going no matter what they said, and what they said isn't actually incorrect. There is a legal requirement to register a birth, but there is not a lawful one, and the two are not the same. I hope you found that useful and thought-provoking, and I hope it can get you to consider all sorts of differences between legal and lawful. And with that in mind, I'd like to close, as always, in reminding you that you are amazing, and that there are also amazing men and women out there just like you, who are doing seemingly impossible things because they've engaged their mind, that they trust themselves, and they simply won't take no for an answer. Take care of yourself. Goodbye.